What About the Unconscious on this edition of Truth and Love? I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, I'm excited that we get to uh, invite Craig Rowe, one of our fellows and longtime certified members with ACBC, uh, to join us to talk about this issue of the unconscious. Uh, This was uh, uh, an idea that was brought to us by someone like Sigmund Freud. It's something that's actually saturated the culture in which you and I live in in the Western world. And today, Craig is going to help us to understand this a bit more uh, more fully. Uh, Craig is retired from full-time ministry, but he still continues to teach uh, in various capacities. Uh, one is an adjunct professor at Montana Bible College. Uh, he pastored for 33 years and, and counseled at the Biblical Counseling Center in Arlington Heights, Illinois, uh, for those many years. And he received a Master of Divinity and uh, Doctor of Ministry in Counseling from Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He and his wife, Sue, have four grown children, and now they reside in Bozeman, Montana. And uh, today, Sam Stevens, our Director of Counseling Center Certification, uh, was able to sit down with Craig Rowe to discuss this topic that still has uh, so much sway in in our culture, even in our evangelical culture, uh, this idea of the unconscious that was so prevalent in Freudian thinking. Well, Craig, thanks for joining us uh, today for the podcast. Uh, really interesting topic about the unconscious. Um, I think probably many of our listeners have run into this term maybe through their own reading in psychological literature or maybe even uh, different new age concepts. But as we kind of kick off this discussion, maybe help us understand why is it important to um, know about Sigmund Freud and his theory of the unconscious? Why is that important for biblical counselors to maybe be aware of? Well, you don't hear Freud's name that often anymore, but it's kind of like Darwin. You don't hear his name, but evolution has permeated almost everything. And there's a number of uh, psychiatrists who will have stated that they think that Freud completely changed the concept uh, of, of who man is and what his problems are, what's the origin of those problems, how do you deal with those problems, uh, completely changed our culture through that. Uh, the question of responsibility and uh, just a lot of different things. And people, uh, while they might not be familiar with Freud and the concept or his, his specific concept of the unconscious, listen to TV, read magazines, Listen, watch movies, uh, in discussions. Uh, I, I had, I've had people call me and say, well, I, I'm not sure you can help me with this, uh, Pastor. This is a really deep problem. Deep is usually a code word for this is a problem of the unconscious. And so people have just been tremendously influenced, even though they don't realize it. So maybe um, at counseling at large, how has that th- theory of the unconscious, this idea of this deep-seated, maybe mysterious knowledge about our inner self, how has that impacted counseling and and has it impacted biblical counseling? I don't, as far as I know, it hasn't impacted biblical counseling, but I think that probably most biblical counselors have to work out of it, uh, work their way out of it, and and as they come to understand it. But this general Christian counseling 
Um, people talk about doing archaeological digs. They talk about problems that, um, you know, what, what's going on underneath. They talk about repressed memories. They use methodologies like venting or uh, imaging, uh, all those, uh, and, and uh, Rorschach tests, dream analysis, hypnosis, all of that grows right out of Freud's concept of the unconscious. It's not neutral. So for those of us who maybe aren't Freud experts, um, can you give us kind of a, a quick recap of, of what was his theory of the unconscious? Where, where was he coming from with that? Well, he didn't originate the concept, but he, he formulated it. And it's his formulation of it that really began to permeate our culture and people's thinking. Uh, the, the, the unconscious, he, he divided the unconscious first in the, the uh, he called it a, uh, psychical topography. And what he was talking about is the conscious, the preconscious, and the unconscious. And he didn't, he didn't like, by the way, he didn't like the use of subconscious. <laughs> we use that uh, a lot, yeah. But, uh, and think of those as the places. And then, uh, or, then you have the players. So he first you have the places, then you have the players. And this is what he talked about as the psychical processes. That's the superego, the id, and the ego. So when you when you start talking about that, all some people, oh yeah, I've heard about the id. So yeah, I heard about the superego. And one of the major changes that he he brought about in counseling for Freud, counseling didn't involve uh, a relationship with another person or with God. Counseling totally involved the relationship between the id superego and ego in your unconscious or the relationship between your unconscious and the conscious. So you didn't have to involve other people. You deal could deal with it all inside your head. And that was a huge change. Uh, another change that, that he brought about because he, he believed that what's in the unconscious, you're not aware of. So ergo the unconscious. So the, the concept of personal responsibility. People used to talk about sin and faith and repentance and redemption. That none of that was relevant to Freud. Uh, the only thing that was was relevant was what was going on inside your head. And as to authority, where, where biblical counselors would turn to the Scripture and, and God as their final authority, the final authority for uh, for someone being counseled by a Freudian counselor is the counselor the therapist what do you think some of the and i i can i can grasp some of these on things that you've said already but what do you think are some of the dangers in biblical counselors trying to employ some of these methods and some of the ideas that freud uh, popularized when it comes to the unconscious methods aren't neutral methods uh all of the, the methods I mentioned, uh, visualization, imaging, um, those are all methods that grow out of the unconscious. Your, your definition of problems uh, is involved in, in where you start, the, the, the sort of your presuppositional base, the, those, those basic beliefs that you accept by faith. And, you know, James says you, you can't get uh, good water out of salt water. So 
And in, that's, that's so true. But we fail to realize that. We, th we think we can take the, the concept of repressed memories and deal with it in a biblical way. Well, repressed memories is a, is a direct result of Freud's concept where the, the ego says when something happens in a person's life, the ego says, oh, ouch, that was really painful. We can't handle that in the conscious. So he represses it into the unconscious. And so the whole concept, you know, you, uh, of trying to find out what's going on in this person's life is a, is a process of using methods that try to bypass the ego. The ego is sort of the gatekeeper. And, for example, in uh, dream analysis, you know, you think, well, you know, when, when, you're, when you're dreaming, you're sort of half awake, and the thought is, well, the ego figures there's not much going on here tonight. Uh, I can sort of take a break, relax a little bit, and we let these things slip out un undetected or uh, what they call sublimation. It, it sort of disguises itself as something else. Uh, Rorschach tests. Oh, well, there's not much going on here. Just a bunch of pictures. Bingo. We're collecting data. So th those concepts, those methods grow directly out of uh, his concept of the unconscious and repressed memories is, is completely a concept. You had, you had mentioned right. this a few times. I think I would like to go back to this for a moment about responsibility and yes. how this theory really diminishes that and erases it completely. Talk about how that really conflicts with the biblical perspective, especially regarding counseling. Well, Mark 7 says that, that sin comes out of the heart. And uh, Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart carefully, for out of it flow the issues of life. Well, so we're responsible for our sin. We're responsible for what comes out of our heart. Now, for Freud, uh, Freud taught that the real you is your unconscious. Your unconscious is what, uh, it, that's, it directs you. Your life is simply a manifestation of what's going on underneath the, the, the surface. But you don't know what's going on underneath there. In fact, you're not, you can't even be sure what's been repressed into there simply because it's the unconscious. So you have these memories that are uh, repressed. And I remember one young couple came in and, and they were talking about their seven-year-old child, very concerned. And I was listening and I'm saying, Let me, uh, this is interesting. So I said, are, are you concerned they, they had gone through some rough times in a marriage when their child was two, three years old. Their child had witnessed them fighting and stuff. And I asked, are, are you concerned that what he witnessed was deposited in his unconscious and you're not sure how that's going to express itself later in his life or when? They said, that's exactly right. So I was able to, to teach them that, no, that, that's not how, how it takes place. But if something is taking place in your unconscious and you don't have access to that, how can you be responsible for it? And so we, we, we saw this in, um, in our legal system. It impacted our legal system. All of a sudden, we stopped talking about what did the person do, and we began to talk about what's their experience? Where did they grow up? What did they go through growing up? And those things became uh, the focus 
of, of attention. And I think this relates to this, but how does how does all this rob people of hope? If there's not any real responsibility, but there's all the, now they're they're seated with all these problems, no direction. Uh, they need a professional to help them delve into the depths of their heart. It's it's very mysterious. How does that rob them of hope? Freud taught that what was repressed into the unconscious is uh, virtually immortal, quote, unquote. So whatever's down there is pretty much there. Uh, in his view, you, you are your past and you'll never be anything more. Where in Christ, you are who you will be and you never will be who you were. That's hope. But if, if I don't know what's down there and I, I have no, I can't get to it, I can't have victory over it, then the language we hear today is, well, we have anger management. So we hope that we can learn enough about what's going on in the unconscious that we can get to the place and learn techniques to manage it. Well, I just tell people, if I have a rattlesnake in the house, I'm not interested in managing it. I want to kill it. And so if you're just managing it and you never know what's going to pop up tomorrow, he said things repressed into the unconscious can come up 20 years later, just as vivid and just as real as though they just happened. Well, imagine living, that's like walking on thin ice and you, you never know when that next step is you're going to go through. There's no hope there. It's management. We're in Christ. We're prompt. We can have victory. Amen. That's a good word. And as a final word to, for some of our listeners, maybe they have a counselee who's using a lot of that language. Uh, they've been introduced to it. Um, what, what kind of helps or encouragement can you give our listeners to help them navigate some of that language and, and point them back to the scriptures in some of these ways? Stick to biblical concepts. Uh, faith, repentance. I mean, Scripture doesn't talk about the ego and the id and the superego. It talks about the conscience. It talks about personal responsibility. It talks about the depraved man. But as, as to, to navigate the language, that's hard unless you do a little bit of study. I mean, people say, man, that was, that was really cathartic for me. So I, I sort of cleansed my soul through that experience. Or uh, how about, man, I, I just need to blow off some steam. That's Freudian to the core. If you think of it, uh, for Freud, life was like an inner tube. And if you've ever blown up an inner tube to go swimming or a bike inner tube without a tire on it, you're pumping, you're pumping, it's getting bigger, and all of a pop, a bubble pops out on the side. That's, that's Freud. The pressure has gotten too great, and now you have an aberration. So we just release the pressure in the tube, and eventually that bubble will go down. Well, so it's hard to, to, to learn the specific language unless you've done a little bit of study. But just think in terms of concepts. That's easier because people read their Bible and they say, well, the Bible talks about controlling your emotions, not, not blowing them all over the place. And uh, the, the, the Bible talks about I'm responsible for my sin, you know, not my environment. 
And so if, if, if they can approach it in that way, I think that's helpful for them. Well, Craig, thanks for helping us uh, think practically, but also biblically about a, a concept that maybe could seem mysterious to some of us yeah. and, uh, and how to engage people with the scriptures, even uh, though they may be thinking about the unconscious in these terms. So thanks a lot for your help. This, uh, Thank you. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, today on the podcast, we talked about Freudian thinking and its influence, certainly as we discuss and talk about the unconscious. I want to give several recommendations of books that I think might be helpful uh, if this is a subject that interests you. Um, There were several books written early on in the biblical counseling movement that I think uh, are worthy of revisitation. One of those we use in our introduction classes here at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and many other places do as well. Uh, is called Psychobabble by Rich Gans. I think that's an important book that, that talks about the Freudian influence. Dr. Adams's uh, early books, Competent to Counsel and uh, The Christian Counselor's Manual, also speak about some of the Freudian influence and uh, the assumptions that are behind uh, the ideas of the unconscious and, and the implication, if you will, uh, relative to theological assumptions and theological ideas that are important for us to consider. A couple more books that I think might be important, um, and and these, I want to give caveat, these are not from Christian writers. These are from secular writers that are actually critiquing uh, a lot of what's happening right now in uh, the world of psychiatry and psychology, of which Freud certainly was very, very influential on the front end of its uh, uh, great development uh, that we see. And so I want to encourage you uh, to, to look at, if this interests you, something like The Book of Woe by Gary Greenberg, where he talks about the construction of the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. He, he talks about uh, the Freudian influence at the very beginning. In fact, the, the first two versions or iterations of the DSM were very, very influenced by Freudian thinking of psychosis and neurosis. And it's important for us to think through some of those those topics. Uh, another book that might be helpful is Robert Whitaker, a book called The Anatomy of an Epidemic, where he just talks particularly about the influence of the early world of psychology and its scientism and what it led to into the way we think about psychological and psychiatric care in the modern. And again, these two, uh, the last two authors are not believers, but I think they're helpful critiques of Uh, some of the things that that Craig mentioned today on the podcast. So I want to encourage you, uh, if you're able, to check some of those resources out. And what we'll do in the the notes as well is we will include uh, a bibliography that that expands much further if this is an area of interest for you to read. And so if that is of interest to any of you, uh, you can find out that information and more resources at biblicalcounseling.com.